There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round five, 2023. We are coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is man who is highly critical of Gather Round. It is Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers. Yes, everyone has um, been resoundingly positive about the Gather Round mm-hmm. festivities that took place in Adelaide over the weekend and they're even to the point where they have committed to having Gather Round in Adelaide for the next three years. Yeah. And I just look at it and I go, how on earth <laughs> did both the AFL and the South Australian government reach that decision? Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I saw, just a huge, absolute wasted and missed opportunity from both entities. Um, for starters... You get everyone going over there and they only had nine games of footy in one place in one weekend. And I just say to you, what were people doing Saturday morning? There were no games. (laughs) There was no games. If you came out of a nightclub at Friday, say Uh 1 a.m., you've staggered out. You've been booted out of the crazy horse on Hindley Street. (laughs) You couldn't go and watch a game of football, Michael. And to that, I say to you, for the next three years of Gather Round, I think what they need is three rounds pushed into one. So you have 27 games of football Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. over five days. And so therefore you have buys either side of it. So the players are ready for it. They know it's coming. Mm -hmm. So round four, you have that off. Round six, you have that off. And they're all punched in to the one weekend. So you might have, uh, say, Richmond, say, say Carlton and Adelaide start and they play the first half of their game, but they don't play the last half of that game until late on a Sunday night. Okay. So you have games, and you're like, well, Carlton six goals down in this one, but they're going to go play Collingwood sure, sure, sure. in Norwood so, now. So by the logic, like, maybe like, you know, you could be like, Collingwood's like two games clear on top of the ladder on Saturday yes. night, but we never know yeah. what's going to happen on Sunday night. <laughs> exactly, Michael, and I just think much more fun, and that way you can go, well, I'm going to see the start of the Carlton game on the Thursday, then I'm going to go out to, say, Port Augusta and go do some deep-sea fishing or, yep. d- you know, d- diving with sharks and stuff. And then I'm going to come back for the second half of that game, which is on Monday night uh, in at Mount Barker. You know, mm-hmm. there's just a lot more scope. I just think that they just didn't tap into it enough. And they called it a festival of footy. And when I fucking party, I party hard <laughs> and I don't want to sleep. And I just think... That, uh, you know, some of the areas around Adelaide are known for their meth. Let's get yep. that involved. Hit yep. people here. Here's a free little baggie. You start on Thursday. You you won't even... See, the, the one thing that people complained about, Michael, uh-huh. yep. Yep. was how expensive accommodation was. Now, if you don't go to sleep, <laughs> you don't need accommodation. <laughs> you just need you a hear sho- me? You hear what I'm saying, <laughs> you brother? Just need a, need a sh- you just need a shopping bag to carry around, you know, a jacket a for night bag. time. 
perhaps uh, as a part of the um, uh, the kind of festive the festival sort of thing they have along the alongside the torrents next to the ground you have some showers set up for people yep. who maybe yep. you know need a shower or two after day two but beyond that I reckon you just need some portaloos some showers a little bag of your meth and <laughs> it is party time in Adelaide and I tell you when we're all gathering around as we're fucking crushing up those rocks, <laughs> it is going to be what people want to be there for. And that way you get – and I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the next three years. Yep. If that's what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, sure, sure. Adelaide, if, they, if, they, if they bring the, uh, the Rosenbach's adaptments to the, uh, to the gather around. Um, well, I'm, they talk about um, you know, wanting to uh, make money for the economy and what better way – to bring money into the, and this goes because they're 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 asking for a global reach, yep. right? When you know that there's going to be shipments coming in yeah. from South America, yep. from China, yep. you know, with precursors coming in uh-huh. for years ahead of the rounds, you know, also, like people, I mean, the people in China are starting to you know plan to move precursors in for the 2025 gather round. You yeah. know, they're just trying to get ahead of the game. Yeah, and also, you think about it, it's, it's a cash economy too. That's the good thing about right. it. Like, there's no no need to Top worry the, the tax man about it. <laughs> <laughs> Got money, spend money. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I just think it's, a, it's an opportunity. Like, I know they're doing really well at the moment, but mm. I tell you, there is scope for greater money to be made. We're just trying to help out the South Australian economy. Hey, um, so you were there for the Wednesday? Were you there on the Tuesday as well? or? No, so flew in on the Wednesday. Yep. Um, now, were you on one of the kind of party planes? Because there was like a couple of articles about, um, there was an article about the Blues going over there. And like a bunch of supporters were on the plane. And then also like Cuda got on the intercom and did an interview with um, Jack Silvani. Like, yes. it would be fucking, I mean, you know. I don't think we have too many audio problems on this podcast, but like, imagine the fucking audio problems on a fucking plane intercom with uh, yes. uh, Kuda talking to uh, what's that? The Sublaki Hut former owner. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I did. I flew over on the Wednesday. Take so us through we your entire gathering experience because you were the man on the ground. You did have to come back on the what Thursday morning, I imagine. Yes, I did. But you got I a did. taste. So we were doing. I did get a, a, a great taste of it. So we went over on the Wednesday because the front bar was doing a live show from the McGarry room at the Adelaide Oval. Yep. Fantastic. I'll get to that. So um, we were flying over on the Wednesday, had a like a midday flight, which of course, uh, being Virgin, got um, uh, delayed for an hour. They didn't, um, uh, they didn't, you know, pay a little extra to fly Bonza by any chance? or. <laughs> There was a Bonza plane out on the tarmac that you could see <laughs> from the Virgin Lounge. And you're just like, I don't want to fly a comedy airline. No, I'm sorry. No. It just I mean, dude, me I mean back it. in the day, like, I actually didn't mind Tiger. Like, I actually didn't mind it by the fact that you do a flight for, like, 50, 60 bucks. And I don't, yep. you know, I, you do, a, you know, a flight, you know, Melbourne, Sydney, whatever. And I'm, I was fine with that. You know, I, I, I don't need much from a flight. But there's something about Bonza. I, mean, I think it's purely the name and the way it's painted, the plane's painted. I'm just like... I think that if you if you're walking up the steps because you're going to be walking yeah. up the steps, there's no little tube connected to the door. No, that's a good point. <laughs> walking on the tarmac towards a Bonza plane, I think you really have to start considering your life choices and and how yeah. how it came to this place. And also, as you're walking up the stairs and you see that the B is also a thumbs up. Oh, is it? Thumb up, oh, and that's dude. the B. And you're like, oh, great. Okay. They're giving you a final thumbs up as you, hey, it's going to be okay. Mate. <laughs> We're going to be all right. That's not what you want to see as you're getting on the plane. So, 
Uh, when I got into the um, the uh, the lounge, so the only reason I got in there was because Sam Pang was, uh, you know, he's he's up the front of the plane, and so he managed to get me into the Virgin Lounge. Yep. And so I went in there, and one of the first person I saw in there uh, was Cuda. Oh, okay. So I said g'day to Cuda, and he was sitting with Navy Nina. And oh, really? So got so yeah, in, got in, in, to, in full costume. No, she wasn't. She kind of she was demasked. So I don't know. I you know, I could uh, maybe maybe uh, shit. I'm, I'm it's like meeting Bruce Wayne. I, I feel know? I feel like that's almost like kind of like a kind of sacrilege. A little bit, yeah. A bit like kind of like yeah. you know, kind of. Must, must kind of avert your eyes, kind of thing. Kind of. Well, yeah, maybe I, because I know I know Kuda, and obviously he's. He, I think he was the first guest we ever had on this. I think show, he was right? actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had an interview with him way back in the archives. Yeah, so we said to Kuda, "Oh, you're going over," and he's like, "Oh, yeah, we're going over on a um, on a chartered flight with the fans, and I'm hosting it." And we were like, "Oh, yeah, how's that going to go?" And he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I don't know." He didn't look real confident as to what he was hoping we were going to be on his flight. Yeah, sure. Because I think. I think that was going to – he was hoping that, you know, the boys might be able to do some heavy lifting yep, for him. Yep, yep, yep. And they were like, no, nah, it's a different flight. And he's like, oh, okay, I've got to interview some of the players. So, again, like you said, they had to do the interview on the intercom, on the intercom yeah. over the plane. Because any plane which, shit, like, I mean, every now and then, mate, like, there's like a – the one that sticks in my head was like a kind of – what do you call it? Comedy? No, like, oh, I mean, there have been um, gigs where people have done – are you going to tell me you've done one of these gigs? But – no, no, I've never done the stand-up on the Stand-up on imagine... the intercom sounds fucking horrible. So the, the idea, too, that you go, okay, the whole plane can hear you, but yeah. about half a dozen people can see you. Oh, so okay. the rest of them are just like, I want to read my fucking book. Yeah. I want to watch whatever I'm watching. I don't want to hear this shit that I can't see. And then also on top of that, like, it has to be pronounced. Like, we are going on a flight and there are people who are yes. going to do stand-up. The, uh, but from my, uh, from my understanding, like, some t- like it's been, like, surprised. Uh, even, like, oh, dude, don't get me started. Fucking a few years ago, and full credit to them, good on them. They're lovely people. But it was, like, a comedy festival promotion with, like, um, like yeah. the public transport in Melbourne, right? And oh, yeah, and God. so like literally, this sounds bad already, dude, dude, dude. There's footage of it online, and it's like how how this happened. It was like comedians getting on a tram with like a little oh God. with a, like a little microphone kind of you know little sound system yeah. thing, and fucking yeah. starting doing stand up, and it's like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Did you do that? No, no, I didn't do that. I've just seen it. And I, I'm having fucking Vietnam flashbacks for the poor <laughs> souls that actually did that. Who well, I'm sure have got, you know, paid and all that, blah, blah. But it was like, who, whoever thought, that's a thing. Everyone thinks you just fucking throw stand-up into something. Like every fucking, yes. all these shows I've fucking worked on in the past. And like, anyway, so then we kind of go into a backyard and there's a guy doing stand-up. It's like, no, yeah. no, we're not doing that. That's horrible. No, but also if you're going to do stand up on a tram, I want you, I want you to do the one that goes down Smith Street out to Bundura. No, I, I reckon you do that. Out to La Trobe Uni. I think it's the 57. I think that goes through North Melbourne. That's 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 one that you kind of yeah try is, try it's doing a scary one. Try doing that at 5:30 uh, p.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> that's the one that's scary. So you left Cooter, met Nina, and just kind of went, you know, good luck with that. This is going to be fun. Yep. And. So then I, uh, so I, I was going to have some f- footballers in real life later on, but uh, basically I was in the lounge with all the Carlton squad on their way over to Adelaide. Sure. They flew over on the Wednesday and I saw Ed Kernow. Now I know Ed uh, pretty well. So I went over, had a chat with him, really lovely bloke, and said to him, oh, you, you, you're on that, uh, that chartered flight with the fans. So all, 
it was the Carlton players and Carlton supporters mm-hmm. going over on this one plane, a special thing. And he's like, oh, are we? And I'm like, and I said, I go, how do you not know this, mate? I go, I know this, that you're on a plane with fans. And he goes, uh, goes I don't know. He goes, maybe they told us I don't really listen in meetings. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, great. So uh, they basically flew over. And you imagine as a player, you know, they – are very happy to get photos with fans yeah. and to spend a moment on their way away from the support. While they can you know? keep walking. They can keep walking. Yes. Of. I'm walking by. On the training track. Yeah. Selfie. Keep going. Yeah. Get away from them. Yeah. What they don't really want <laughs> is to be stuck next to one. Locked in a box 30,000 feet yes. in the air. Uh, or yeah. the guy leaning over into the middle seat. Complaining yeah. about their uh, disposals in th- round three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, what would have been more fun is had they flown back with the fans on Friday, because <laughs> then, then you go and you know what they should have done then to really give the players a full experience is to give the, the fans then uh-huh. the, intercom the intercom to let them know <laughs> to let them know what they thought of the flight on the way, uh, they, what they thought of the game on the way back. Well, they come through. The fans serve the food, so they get to like row through and they go, "Nah, you play shit. Nothing for you." <laughs> No yeah. drinks, yeah. no orange juice. Oh, yeah, I'd give this to you, but you'd probably fucking drop it. Yeah, sure. Oh, hey, oh uh, Mitch McGovern, you made the flight, did you? You didn't make the team because your little calf got all tight. But, oh, look at you, you're on the flight, uh, you know, accepting free shit. Hey, uh, co-pilot, can you just get on air and just quickly say the pilot's had a heart attack and there could be some trouble from now on? <laughs> <laughs> just give him a bit of nerve. So, so upon landing, so we get into we get into Adelaide. They uh, we filmed a bit of a sketch that we were putting together um, for the show that night, and then we just went straight to Adelaide Oval. Now we were staying at the Oval, the hotel that they've set up right at Adelaide Oval, okay. which is absolutely just beautiful. I so, mean, whenever I go to Adelaide, I choose to stay at the Oval. Do you choose? Yes. To, you choose to stay at the Oval. Oh, Hello. absolutely. The Oval anyone Hotel. anyone from the Oval listening for when yeah. we want to come to Adelaide? <laughs> yeah, our good friends at the Oval. Uh, so we stayed there. So basically, um, you can stay there. I wasn't in one of the good rooms that can overlook the ground. I was looking over uh, King William Street, mm-hmm. uh, King William Road. But um, it's really nice and you're basically there. And so we were filming the show at Adelaide Oval. So... We basically stayed there, filmed the show there, and you know went to bed. So it was fantastic. I had about two hours in between when we arrived to when we had to start rehearsal, and so I went wandering around the city, just sort of like the lower end, Hindley Street over King William Road and stuff, and got to see the live site from the obviously went to the Mecca to the footbridge. Obviously, uh, check check that out, Jennifer. And that was it. They were setting up the they were setting up the live site, so you could see how it was going to be really fun. People could go down there. They were setting up the zip, the zip line wasn't set up across the torrents at that point. But again, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, you would you would have cut it down. Bridge. It's probably better for them that it wasn't up by the fact you just could, yeah. would have got a you know a chainsaw and just cut it down. Yeah, just bolt cutters just straight into that thing and just go. What are you doing? There's a footbridge right there, <laughs> and this is this is sacrilege, you people. You disgust me. So they were setting up that live site, and it actually looked like it was going to be fantastic. Yep. So it would have been a lot of fun. And then we did the show, and it was one of the best ones we've done. Uh, the Adelaide fans were fantastic. We had Tony Modra on the show, and they went bananas for him. Yep. And it was just kind of you know uh, South Australian football royalty. And we showed some really good clips from McGarry Medal and all that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was a really great night. And I reckon, 
you could just feel the energy in the city building when we were there on the Wednesday. And by I imagine by the time Carlton and Adelaide kicked off on Thursday night, it would have been humming in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. It actually looked awesome. Like, um, I, like I actually watched a bunch of the news reports and stuff like that. Um, I mean, Chompers was there for the whole time. Talking, t- the Today Show went there. Um, and it was very funny. There was one bit I saw on the news, and it was a, I think it was the opening of the Today Show on the Friday morning. And they're like, g'day, welcome to the day show. And then they kind of very seriously kind of quickly go into Cyclone Ilsa. Ilsa, yeah. Um, and all the while there's a bloke in the background holding up a big oversized picture of Tex Walker's head. <laughs> 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 but it looked nuts. I mean, it wasn't without its dark side, obviously, Adam. There was one mm. actually horrible moment uh, at Norwood Oval, which is very cute ground, Norwood Oval. Been there before. It's great, isn't it? Um, a horrible moment uh, during the Gold Coast and Frio. And this is actually maybe something the South Australian government can get ready for next year and the following few years to gather around is that they, um, uh, it's actually hard to say, but they mm. they actually had a shortage of frothies. The, um, I mean, how, how they could even think about signing them up for another three yeah. years without, like if that, if that... It's How got, the fuck do you run out of beer? I know, I know. It's, it's, it actually gets me a bit emotional. But, the yeah, the the Premier of South Australia, like, he should... I think he should step down, I must Stand say. Stand down? Yeah, he should step I, down. I hear he that. Said, Look, we've, we've done Gather Round, but we've cocked this up. You know, we've had a year to... Pre- you know, a bit under a year to prep it. And then they say the bar lines at the um, Nord Oval, like, for, like, half an hour long. People were saying they were... Th- people literally, literally were talking to the press and saying they were thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we can't see that. I, I mean, we often talk about the darkest day of Australian sport, but I think I think that might be it when they they had a shortage of frothies at um at Norwood Oval for the Frio well, for the blockbuster Frio Gold Coast Suns game. It sullies the weekend. Yeah. Like you just, how can you ever in an Australian venue or event yep. ever yep. ever run out of beer? Just because you know what, if you buy too much, you're gonna be able to sell it at some point because uh-huh. Australians are full-blown alcoholics, and we will move those units at some point. Yeah, it leaves a bad taste no one, in No one's ever had had an event and gone, oh, mate, there's so much beer, and it's all just fucking, it's all going off. We've got all this beer that's just gone off. It's never happened. You've never heard of that. Yeah, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, and, and that's that's what the beer's meant to do, leave a yeah. bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a very disappointing. But it was a fun weekend, and I've got to say, uh, being able to have it on, you know, just checking out. And you know what? Those local grounds had a really nice feel to them as they well. Did. They did, yeah. They were kind of fun to watch. Mm, yeah. Um, and I imagine they want to kind of expand. I think they want to do one in the Barossa uh, yep. in the upcoming years. Uh, and then maybe they kind of move Maybe they move around kind of country, South Australia in the upcoming years as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. But you know what people should be gathering around this weekend is our last week of Comedy Festival shows, Comedy Michael. Festival! Take us through details, Adam, of your show that I'm going to come and see tonight. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come along. Junk timers. This this will be out by then. I'm going to come along. Let's get it. Let's gather around Wednesday oh, night. Adam show. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, so I've got five more shows to go. We're recording this on the Wednesday. I'm at 8, 10 p.m. at the Cooper's Inn. Uh, Friday and Saturday night are really close to selling out. So Sick. if you are thinking of coming along, junk timers uh, tonight, Thursday night, and Sunday nights are probably going to be the ones where the tickets are most available um, and I would love to see you there of course don't forget you can get your discount with the code LOWDOG, LOWDOG. or one word lowercase 
Sweet. And I'm going to be at the Coopers Inn, 4 p.m. on a Saturday. Michael Chamberlain's completely incomplete history of Australian rules. And you know what? Actually, I think my dad might be coming this uh, Saturday. Um, Here we go. We haven't seen each other for great 45 man. years. <laughs> but I actually, it's kind of funny by the fact that it's a football, let's just try about the history of Australian rules. And it's mm. like, my dad gets lost very quickly. Like he, 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 he likes documentaries about the royal family and World War Two. Like you know, but you put him in front of something and he's like lost in five seconds. Just like who's that? What? <laughs> and but and and that's not like an age thing. Like that's been all my life. Like you know, he 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 come he go he'll go to a movie and then just be like I don't know what happened. But then like he'll he'll he's a simpleton is what I'm hearing. Well, no, that's the thing though. Like then he'll but he like a couple of years ago he said to me, I think I found a clause in the statute that um, nulls and voids every rental deal in the state of Victoria. So he can do that. <laughs> yeah, right. He okay. can't follow along a plot. <laughs> but it's actually funny by the fact this sh- that showed actually that he'll, you know, be un- able to understand. And I guarantee you after the, after the show, he'll have fact check notes for me. He'll be like, actually, in fact, Tom Wills uh, did this. And did <laughs> um, I guarantee he'll have fact checks. Well, that's great that your dad's coming along. My dad came along on uh, Sunday, and I don't really get stuck into him during this show. So it's good that our family members have have supported us through our journey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Chad Wingard had a um a bit oh, of a good lordy. Yeah, actually, I uh, he bit his tongue. He had to go to hospital. A lacerated tongue is the uh, term he- that was used. Yeah, he had to have surgery on his tongue. So basically, he copped a hip to the bottom of the jaw. Oh, was, you know, obviously clamped down. When, proper surgery, do you mean? Or was it like just a few stitches? Or like proper, like, put you under or? Yeah, I think proper put you under. Oh, surgery God. Kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like he really bit through it because he doesn't wear a mouth guard. Oh, so okay. oh come on. He kids. just went. I know. He just went straight through the tongue. So the hip went up into the, into the chin, into his mouth. Yeah. And. That would be like he couldn't even eat salt and vinegar chips. That's how bad. Oh, dude, I yeah, um, you got to feel for him. Even uh, every now and then, like uh, say, like if you kind of nick your finger or something like that, and um, oh man, and I mean, I'd, I I got a paper cut recently, but I didn't realize I had a paper cut only until I put sanitizer on my hand. I was like, ah, <laughs> motherfucker. But imagine you that. Yeah. You're alive. How, yo, dude, eating salt and vinegar with a lacerated tongue. Oh, my God. Actually, that's, that's full on. I'm actually, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often that people don't bite their tongue. There are two things I'm surprised about in football, and these are the only two things. I'm surprised people don't bite their tongue more often. And I'm surprised people don't get hit in a very delicate area for gentlemen more often. Yeah, well, occasionally you do see the ruptured testicle, don't you? But it's pretty rare, considering how much you're going in and flailing your body about. And, you know, you can't control what other people are doing. But I reckon the tongue thing, like unless you're one of those people who does a little, you know, Michael Michael Jordan Jordan, tongue pokey outy kind of thing. Yeah. I reckon mostly you would keep it within the realms of your teeth. I uh, bit my tongue once, uh, playing when I was about 18, and genuinely had a cut on my tongue for like about three weeks, I reckon, and yep. was like kind of spitting blood kind of thing. Like not not, not like, you know, a litre of blood, but it was like, I just, I'd never done it either, like bitten my tongue like that, and it was from a bump. And I was like, I don't know if this is like, a really serious thing that I've just done. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, oh, am I gonna like not be able to taste shit? Like, because it was a, a <laughs> it was a decent cut, and like walking around, just kind of going like, and then also going like, 
do I go off the like I'm spitting I I am spitting blood like do I go yeah. off the ground for because uh, I've cut my tongue like what do I tell the coach like what do I do I was a bit kind of bemused by it all. And so what happened in the end? Like, uh, how long did it... Because it would heal pretty quickly because of the saliva in your mouth, I right? suppose so, yeah. But it definitely had a chunk. I can, I can, actually, I should look at my tongue and see if I've got a scar, a battle scar. Like, <laughs> did they... Because at that lower level, did they come out and put, like, you know, you just fill your mouth with magic spray? Yeah, sure. No, they gave, they gave me the... Um, they gave me the, uh, the... The club towel. No, what are they called? The little pipe you blow on? The morphine? The whistle. The whistle. They gave me the, the whistle. whistle. <laughs> they gave me the whistle. <laughs> And and Don't you know you know no actually I got carried off in a stretcher and uh, yep. got carried off, and then and then on the way off the field <laughs> my tongue gave a little thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> you gave a thumbs up and everyone thought fuck he's flying with Bonzo. <laughs> hey, uh, you saw an interesting article about a, a reporter who spent some time with the cheer squads over the gather round. Yeah, so there was a reporter for the Herald Sun, uh, Matt Turner, and he spent. Because he because he could access every every uh, every game and every team, he hung out with all the cheer squads uh, across the weekend, yep. and a couple of little things caught my eye. Firstly, and this is one thing that I was actually going to um, bring up uh, a few weeks ago. That's kind of I find it quite annoying now. Yep. And Carlton, uh, one of the um, teams that are guilty of it, but also turns out the Port Adelaide do it as well is we're taking a fucking drum into the game. Oh, okay. And that yep. just, oh, my God. When did we become the fucking drum team? Yeah, when yeah. was that sanctioned? When did the AFL go, yep, of course you can bring a drum into the ground. It's so fucking annoying that we kick a goal and it's like, dun, 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 dun. You're like, oh, we're that team. Well, it we? seems and to be like... There's nothing we can do about it. It feels like a lot of clubs are adopting the drum for the entrance of the clubs. They've they've grown they've grown exponentially in the last couple of years. So there's it, a lot were of, the Tigers the first to do that. I imagine so. Like they're the ones that notice them, but also I suppose they notice them more by the fact you know they've been in a few grand finals where you kind of probably pay more attention oh, yeah. to the entrance of the club than you do to yep. uh, home and away games. But there's a lot of flames going around when teams come out nowadays, and a lot of kind of. See, I, I don't mind that for entries and. And, and, you know, even the lights buzzing on and off, you kind of go, oh, it's annoying, but I can cope with it. But yeah. just the idea that the cheer squad get to go, hey, we this is what we do. And I guess, is it GWS or Gold Coast that has the trumpets? Uh, I feel like that would be, uh, surely that would be GWS, GWS just kind of connection to their song, you know? Yeah, to the Cat Empire. Um so we're a drum team. The Port Adelaide guy, he said he'd connected. Uh, the guy was an electrician, so he's made it so when he hits the drum, it fucking lights up. So all the Port, all the port fans would be like, oh, fuck, look at that, do it again. Oh, do it again. Oh. Um, and then they do that for hours on end and they're just entertained whether they're winning or losing. Does it light up blue or does it just light up white? Or uh, From the picture, it looked like it lit up teal, mate. Really? Wait. Yeah. Oh, so, wait, you t- still talking about Carlton or you still talking about Port? Oh, no, Port. Oh, Port's sorry. lights up. Carl- Carlton's just a fucking standard drum. Oh, okay, we gotcha. We don't light up. Gotcha. We don't need Sorry, that. I got yeah. confused for a second. I was thinking about... I was, Port I was, Adelaide I was, sorry, I was still, I was still like, flashing back to when I hurt my tongue. It was like a very tough time in my life. <laughs> but another thing that caught uh, that caught my eye about um, the cheer squads was the Richmond cheer squad. So there was a guy called Bruce Curran, and he... Okay, so in 2007... He started wearing four jumpers to the game and would take one off each quarter. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's weird enough as it is. But since 2017, he is being, he's been wearing the jumper of every selected player oh. 
and removing one every time the Tigers kick a goal. Fucking hell. Now, big boy or like a slight man? Uh, there is not a picture. There's no picture of him. Okay. So, so okay. So, say you're going to wear uh, 22 plus 23 with the sub. you got yep. 23 jumpers on. Do you have like four that are small? I'll say five that are small, five that are large, five that are XL, five that are double XL, so you at least aren't strangling yourself. Because if you've got 23 fucking jumpers on, I put it to you, Michael. Yeah. You are not going to be able to fucking breathe. Yeah. You're probably going to black out from uh, uh, heat exhaustion at some point. Like, you're going to cook yourself. And also, you probably wouldn't be able to move your arms to kind of get be able to take those jumpers off. Like, you'd have to be cut out of it by a paramedic or something. Yeah, and pretty rare that you're going to get most of those jumpers off. Like, uh, you know, and that's just the, the way of the modern game. Yeah. I'm not picking on Richmond here. No, no. But you're not really, you're rarely kicking above 16 goals in a game. Yeah, you're going home on the train with like another like 12 jumpers <laughs> on. <laughs> and so unless he has, say he doesn't have family, he's just going home. Does he have like a, a fucking hooks it up to something that has to drag him? Like, how does he get them off? And then also on top of that, like, uh, these jumpers aren't cheap. Like, I don't know what well, the jumper... Well, yeah. Would. Let's go and look on the Richmond website right now, okay? Let's yeah. find out what a jumper would look, um, goes for. I'm going to say a, a Richmond jumper goes for 120. What do you reckon? Oh, that's exactly... That's okay. oh, exactly what I was going to say. Okay. I reckon 120 Let's sounds go about to right. shop, okay? Got the Anzac Day... Guernsey on the go here. Richmond, yep. men's home, Guernsey, 129.95. Okay. So all these kind of cheer squad, they're like, you know, we're battlers, you know, we're, you know, we're the salt, yeah. of, we're the salt of the earth, you know. That's what I would have thought. You know, and then there's this fucking dude, okay, what, 40-odd people on a list, so he's got to make preparations yeah. in terms of like, you know, anyone can get a game. So this fucking dude's dropping fucking 130 bucks on a jumper for five grand a year, okay? Yeah. And uh, No, but... Having said that, right, so say you, you're a Tigers fan and you don't have many jumpers and you see this fuckwit who's got 22 on in the train. Fucking, he's copping a little fucking uh, wooshka and you're just, and people are just swiping his jumpers. You're five he's grand richer. You, <laughs> yeah, it's just like a moving free coat rack. You just walk into pubs going, oh, mate, it's, uh, you want another 23 for Richmond that just fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> Worn once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one once. I couldn't give him any body shots because it uh, absorbed the blows. But I just, I I doubt the veracity of this story, that he, every game, is donning 22 Guernseys. Hey, uh, in that article about the cheer squads, I, uh, I probably, mm. probably, probably shouldn't ask this in case there actually is, but uh, any uh, any quotes from Catman in there that they, <laughs> they found they could print? So do they have to, are they capped cheer squads? Uh, like, is it in, like, is there like, uh, you know, 80 of them, one in, one out? Is that kind of thing? That's actually a good question. I'm actually quite fascinated also, like, the organisation of who gets to go interstate, you know, and is that provided by the club? I mean, the club wants a banner. So are they flown over there? It doesn't seem to be. The ones that I could read, because um, uh, there was a couple of Essendon ones who didn't want to stay there because the accommodation was too high. Yep. Obviously, didn't get the free bag of meth that would be handed out. Yep. But they said they flew in and out on the day. So it sounds like they have to fund it themselves. Gotcha. But at the end of the article, it had uh, there were three key cheer squad rules, um, which it should be four. Uh, one of them is no throwing balls that land in the crowd at umpires. So if the ball comes in, you can't throw it at the umpire. Okay. <laughs> That's the golden rule. Okay. 
Yep. No alcohol in the cheer squad area, so That's no profits. So very interesting. Been an issue yeah, wow. At Norwood. Um, and banners cannot reference opposition players. Huh. Huh. They're actually all good rules, I must say, when you think about them. Yeah. I mean, and the fourth one was um, you must be slightly fucking weird <laughs> and people wouldn't want to sit next to you at a dinner party. Yeah, sure. It's, uh, the fifth rule, I think, is must be able to apply own makeup to replicate the <laughs> image of a cat. Yes. Uh, hey, um, footballers in real life, Adam? Hey, just before we get there to footballers in real life, I love this. Um, whenever a player talks about a teammate of his, it's really, you know, um, kind of on on the fringe or is uh, about to break it open. Yep. How many – a question without notice. Okay. How many players in one team can there be that are last off the track, Michael? <laughs> like, are there players who are still training at 3.30 in the morning because they go, oh, man, I'm not coming off the track because yep. he's still out there yep. and I need to be the last off the track. Like, can you have – 44 blokes who were last off the track. And they're trying to, like, push each other off the, up the gates. Like, no, 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 you go. Yeah, you know, yeah. Gentlemen first. Yes, yeah, like you kick a ball down the race so they chase it off. He goes, he's off the track. <laughs> they're trying to trick each other. Because so many players that you hear about are first on, last off. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the process is. Like, can you kind of just, if you're training, do you then go, look, I'm going to just go run laps for another hour. Like, to the club, do they kind of get you off the ground? Just go... No, don't do that. Like in terms of maintaining well, it, loads and stuff. Yeah, isn't that the thing that um, you know the science took over and they were telling players that they couldn't have you know more like fifty shots of goal after uh, yep. training had finished yeah, because yeah. you know you could hurt your little fucking uh, hip flexors. Yeah, yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, that's what they say. But anyway, in my football career, I was last on, first off, and I was <laughs> renowned for that. Hey, uh, let's, before we head off, we get our comedy festival shows. Do not forget that. You can go to try booking for both Adam and my shows. They are going to be um, spectacular, uh, but also you can use the code uh, LOWDOG, promotional code LOWDOG, one word, yes. uh, to score yourself a discount. But you've got a football yes. in real life, haven't you? Oh, no, that that was going to be my... Uh, oh, the Blues at the airport. The yeah, boys. sure. Yeah. So we got actually a bit of a thing from Larry, because uh, we were talking, I think it was last week we were talking about where you go to buy your school uniform. Yeah, of course, the, the rot that the Cochin family are running up with selling socks to their yeah. local school. So we have one from Larry. Uh, it's not a football in real life, but Quentin Lynch um, owned and ran the only school uniform shop for Aquinas College in WA. So if you're the only one for a college, you are, I mean, that's... A license to print money because, as you know, too, you know what? Also, you'd, where you'd make your money is uh, on button replacement. Because remember, it was a really fun thing at school to just fucking rip someone's buttons <laughs> off. Did you ever do that, or someone would just fucking rip your pocket off? And you'd be like, "Well, that's fucked up, mate. You can't do that." Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that I think Aquinas is a fairly hoity-toity one. I, f- I feel like yes, I feel I like so. I feel like my school only had one, but it might have been one. One supplier, but maybe with two shops, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, but yeah, again, we were fascinated by how how anyone got how you get that contract, how it works, mm. what what. But also on top of that, like, is you know, people, they're fucking expensive that shit, and then also kids grow so quickly, and it's just like fuck, man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I had char- a child, like, and they came to me like, I need new shoes. I'm like, I bought you a pair like a year ago. Like, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Do what your dad does and just yep. deal with it. Um, 
from Adrian. I'm in Adelaide this week where there's a thing called Gather Round happening. You may have heard of it. Anyway, this morning on my way to breakfast, I realised I was walking behind some Bulldogs players, Lob Jamara, friend of the show, and some guy I didn't recognise. They ended up in the same cafe with me. They were talking about someone's wedding plans going going awry and also oh. about a basketball comp they're organising. Lob is very, very, very tall. They ordered takeaway coffee and left, even though... Uh, other teammates were still in the cafe. Lob, I think, is 207 centimetres, I think. What's that? 6'11". Fucking... Yeah, that's massive, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, impractical. But also, fuck, I want to know about the wedding. I'm actually wondering about whose wedding that is, because also, uh, I'm going to presume it's it's not a player by the fact they probably wouldn't be getting married during the season, um, unless they're doing like a cheapo Friday, uh, Monday wedding or something like that. Oh, what happens if you had a Thursday night game down the track and you organise it for a Sunday? Oh, yeah, but the players can't have fun. Yeah. No, you're not doing that. Yeah. You're not, you're not a mad, not a mad motherfucker. Yeah. Save it for next year when they have a game at the Bryce Valley. Then then you, all yes. the players just get married during Gather Round as well. Celebration. Celebration. Great. Just have Gather Round in, yeah, Celebration Round at the Barossa. Uh, from Luke, Russ Lyons spotted meandering toward the North Port Hotel in Port Melbourne on a lazy Tuesday afternoon. I had to look twice. It appears Russ has the initials printed on his backpack. So in the picture Luke sent us, Russ has like a St Kilda backpack, which appeared to have his initials printed on them, which I think I think is fair enough. I think that is common across the board that they all do that. But can I just say, uh, to say that Russ was spotted meandering, perfect. That Ross line does not walk. He meanders, he moses. Yeah. He sashays. He sashays, doesn't walk. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a very... Well picked up thing there, Luke. Thank you. And I also like is the pick, and we don't encourage taking the pick, but also you know, if, I do. Well, if I it, encourage if it, it, if it's if it's innocuous, said yeah, like we don't want to you know get involved in a you know front page of the Herald Sun of a pick that got sent to us of you know ketamine in the action, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> especially not if you're coming to our shows this weekend. Um, no pictures after the show, but. Uh, I like the idea of Ross, well, 50-something-year-old man, like wearing the backpack and not yeah. just like the one strap over the back, like wearing, committing <laughs> yeah, to yeah. the whole backpack. I find that very cute. Yeah, both. Now, what's the part? Was it the Lord Newry or something that Rob um, Ross has an interest in? Is it something like that? Yeah, I think it's a Lord Newry, which is just around the corner from uh, me. And also, I think he might be involved in the Union Club Hotel in uh, Fitzroy as well. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Did yeah. you see um, when St Kilda came back against the Pies? And they, you know, probably... It probably looked a bit more exciting by than what it was by the fact they came back with about five goals very quickly and, you know, you kind of yeah. put your head up and you go, oh, shit, it's actually close. But with, I think it was 38 seconds left, uh, Saints kicked it into the forward line. It got marked by the pies. Then they cut to Ross in the box and he was laughing and was like, that, that is not the Ross line that we have grown up with. It's, it's weird when your world changes like that, isn't it? you just got to take a second to, to look at it and go, oh, I don't know. I don't know who to trust anymore. Yeah. Because I need to know that Ross Lyon wants to kill someone at every moment of his <laughs> at, life. At all times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to see him smiling when yep. someone has turned the ball over. It's, or is it a smile of like, <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm about to destroy a young man's it, life. He's just like looking forward to the post game. It's a bit like, yes, and this, yeah. this has never happened in my life, but say it was like, you know, if my dad got into a fight, like a road rage fight with like yep. another guy and my dad lost and you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I don't, res- I don't really respect you anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Potter, Gmail, Twitter, Facebook and the Gram. Go Hawkers. Go gather round.
from scratch. We fight real hard to win every match. We're the high flying bombers from Windy Hill. We're the toughest, we're the team we're gonna kill. Listen up, guys, cause Richmond's here, and we're the only team that you should fear. The black and gold ain't where it's at. The blues are the team that'll knock them all flat. Stop your bossing, the Saints have arrived. You'll all be sorry when we make the five. Y'all may be tough, but have no fear. It's Collingwood's turn for the flag this year. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.